Are you ready, kids? I'm your host for this episode and all episodes, Hookaloof 24, a bear. And on this episode, our guest is the squirrel with all those sounds. That's right, it's none other than Jeshki. And today we will ask him a series of chilling questions that drill down to the dark heart of squirrels. Oh dear, I don't know if you want to go down there. It's pretty bad. <laughs> I bet it's nuts. Uh, Boom. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta get that one in real quick before I derail the entire thing. God, I have not, I have uh, not come prepared to this. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Oh, well, don't worry. I don't have any more. <laughs> oh, okay. That's the only one I had locked and loaded in any capacity. Uh, I'm sure some will come uh, scurry a ein. Oh. Yeah. Um, a for effort. There's got to be some sort of scurrying in or scurrying ein or I don't know. That's okay. We'll we'll wait until the winter of this podcast passes to dig up our treasure trove of bad puns. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was, that one's not even a pun. That's just a thing that squirrels do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing that I was like, oh yeah, well, I guess we will do that. Wait a second. <laughs> uh, how are you doing this fine day slash night, depending on when this podcast is being listened to? Uh, I am all right. I am putting off some work, which is kind of normal for me, but this is work that I need to like get done tonight and tomorrow. And I have a friend who's in charge. Basically, I have a friend who's in charge of the project that I'm working on. And I'm basically going to pop up tomorrow and be like, hey, by the way, before I worked on it, I worked on a podcast. Like, just just to stress them out a little bit more. <laughs> I'll just be All like, right. no, I worked hard on it. I worked great. But uh, first, I had to go on a podcast because I'm really important. I'd say you're pretty important. Yeah. Depends on what circles you're in, I guess. Well, in this particular circle that this podcast is in, like every time, or not every time, but a good a good amount of times that I've asked people who their influences are, they mention you. Oh, no. Wait, I've listened to these podcasts. I don't know if I've ever heard that. <laughs> no, wait, I remember hearing it one time. Uh, but yeah, either way, I don't know. Uh, well, let's, let's turn it over to you then. You are a musician and audio wizard. I don't know what the technical term is. Uh, I assume it's wizard. Sound engineer, I suppose. All right. I, that sounds way less, like, fantastical than audio wizard, but more professional. Yeah, I mean, like, if, if it was in a professional setting, then I would say, like, I'm, like, a recording engineer slash audio mixer, soundscape creator. I don't know exactly. <laughs> like, you'd probably just say, like, if I ever did audio for, like, a small cartoon on the internet or something, I would just say audio engineer, like, because I engineered the audio. That's pretty much that it. That makes sense. I'll, Have you ever done audio for a small cartoon on the internet? That was a very specific example. Uh, I mean, besides Vor stuff, no. <laughs> I've done, I've <laughs> done a okay. few of those, but, you know, not any, like, actual, like, fanimations or what have you or anything like that. Is that something you would like to sort of dip your toe into at some point? Oh, it's probably something I totally could, but I just haven't dwelled around that area of the internet as much, so not as much opportunity, I guess. That is fair. Yeah, I'm like, it would probably, oh, uh, you would probably need to 
actually have a need for that too because i imagine most animators will just do it themselves because they have the sound effects and whatever they want to do and yeah uh so let's sort of let's sort of peel back the layers and get more into your past okay particularly with one question that i want to know is i'm guessing you got your start in music yes that would be correct yeah because i can't imagine anyone got their start in like sounds but who's to say yeah not as much uh, did you, did you have a particular instrument that you gravitated towards more during your, your musical start? What, what inspired you to pick this up? Oh, well, I mean, me as, me as an instrumentalist, I started playing piano when I was like, oh, four or five or something. I was basically listening oh. to my mother playing like Pachelbel's Canon. And then I went to the piano and started figuring it out. And then like, oh snap, yeah. So then it was like, oh shoot, we better get this kid some music lessons <laughs> yeah if, if your child displays some significant talent you should invest in that yeah so even from a young age like i don't know like i have perfect pitch is basically the term for it and so music was sort of like kind of developing that but also using that to further develop music learning or whatnot and i don't know i think my ears are better than my piano hands to be fair but it certainly makes me look like i'm some sort of genius pianist if i could just pick stuff up by ear yeah i'll you know say what you will that's incredible to me because i couldn't carry a tune if it had a handle ha but you uh, could see i have music probably supported underneath with They're both hands i don't know that this metaphor is going weird <laughs> i wouldn't know an oboe from an elbow ah uh, yeah i stole that one uh but Sort of from from that avenue of the the very sort of prototypical learning how to play piano as a child into other instruments because you were so talented at music. How did you find your way into this sort of sound development side of things? Well, oh man, I'm trying to think about when exactly it might have been. Uh, I believe I was probably in college for music at the time. Which, by the way, if you're actually wait, I was about to say if you're thinking of going into that, then like think twice but then i was like wait probably anybody who listens to this would hopefully already be in college they're not like thinking about going to college like yeah get out of here if, kids. If you're un- yeah if you're under 18 you shouldn't be here if you are just 18 i don't know maybe listen with one ear because i still feel a little bit weird about that yeah but basically i was in college at the time and there was this one guy that oh god i've forgotten his name uh shoot there was one guy i think he was called the nugget or maybe nugget i'm gonna like look him up in the background while we do this um but he basically posted a few like uh vor sound things and then one day i think i was just like hey like maybe i can give this a try and you know one thing led to another and eventually now we're sort of here yeah it was it was the (laughs) nugget and, interesting i i have not heard of the nugget yeah no he was like he probably posted some th- sound things uh probably a good like year or so before i'd even tried like yeah the one upload that i would be talking about was april 12th 2012 so that's about eight years ago yeah god i feel old and then like when i look at my earliest recordings they were about 2013 so you know it was about the tail end of me being in college i was like hey i could give this a try you know i think the nugget posted about how he had some like 
like he posted a bit how he constructed it and so i took that and you know just kind of kept going with it and now we're here yeah also i I, i've been sort of focusing on the sound stuff which is mostly just for the audience's sake because i think that's how most of the people who listen to the show know you oh yeah but i know i know music is your main steez yeah which to be fair it's not like i have a full-time job in music i'm kind of like a gigging musician that also does stuff on the internet and it's all very up in the air and especially with the pandemic going around like it's sort of not really been a whole lot but yeah like uh yeah normally i do piano stuff i do musical theater stuff and uh and then i go on the internet and like talk vor for the rest of the day (laughs) sounds like time well spent yeah well i don't know i've i've always thought about it as like if someone were to confront me about it, I would be like, you know what? Like this four stuff, like is probably one of the more interesting things I'm going to do with my life. Like, <laughs> like it's not good or bad. It's just like interesting. It's just like, Oh yeah. When I was in my twenties, I was like messing around with four porn for a while, like making sound stuff and like, you know, kind of setting an example that people could then take further, and then people would be like, "Oh, huh, that's really weird. That's kind of interesting." You know, and then they would be like, "Did you actually do that stuff in real life?" And they'd be like, "Hell no!" Like, th- no, this is all strictly <laughs> fantasy. No, we're not going to go. All, I, we're not going to go all eaten alive on HBO or whatever it was. Like, no, God, no, that is that is no bueno. Yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah no no yeah i i did have i did have sort of derailing things i had an experience like that with somebody who didn't understand like knew what the kink was but didn't understand it oh okay which was when that person at mff this previous year uh which you were also at which we got to meet and hang out for a brief period which was yeah. fun uh but there was that person from the rolling stone who was interviewing folks oh yeah I didn't actually watch watch the interview, but I kept seeing clips of it floating around. I I only got, like, I got a sentence of of what I said, like, written in an article, which was very cool, and I have abused the hell out of that for goof purposes. Yeah. As as you're, like, Uh, as you have the liberty to, pretty much. (laughs) Yeah. So, if... Uh, I think the I think the journalist's name was EJ Dixon. Uh, if you if you ever listen to this, first off, thank you for listening. Why? Uh, and second, I'm sorry if I have besmirched the name of your newspaper with my association with it. Well, if they're going around interviewing furries and like going into vor stuff is probably on the tamer side of what could happen. Yeah, I mean, to, to be fair, she understood like conceptually what the fetish was because uh, I got interviewed alongside. Uh, Neil Rebel Radio, who has already done an episode. Yeah, and we we both. He, I believe, he was the one who brought it up, and she was like, "I know what that is." And I got asked a series of very awkward sort of questions about that. Yeah, like in that case, I would have probably just been like, "What's Vor?" <laughs> like, let me, let me I, cover my I, face and walk away so that nobody knows. Like, nobody ever sees this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, there was no camera involved. Otherwise, I would have been absolutely terrified. Oh, yeah, that's good then. Because that 
I mean, they probably knew going into it that, like, you don't want to pull out a camera because nobody's going to answer questions about weird internet stuff. Oh, yeah. I I think I just got lucky in that her cameraman was lost. Oh, also very possible at MSF. Yeah. So that was just, that was my my sort of experience with that. And it was very much somebody asking questions along the lines of, like, well, would you do this in real life? And me having to be like, God, no, I'm not a freak. Yeah, no. Like, even even Eka's portal has always had a policy against any sort of reenactment of Vorin involving, like, small animals or anything like that. That's like, even they won't get into that ter- ter- territory, because that's just screwed up. Like... Yeah. And if, if, you, if you somehow manage to come on the, the, the bad side of morality when dealing with that website as your, your opponent, then you fucked up somewhere. Yeah. No, it, it, if the pedophile haven is saying, hey, this is bad, maybe you should stop. Yeah, it's always the argument of like, I mean, like in that case, it's like the argument of, well, it's just pixels on a screen. Like in that case, the argument does not hold up because it's not pixels on a screen whatsoever. It's animal cruelty. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not even, quote unquote, just a drawing, bro. It's literally an animal that you're hurting. Yeah. So, like, reenacting that in real life? No. Like, imagining fictional scenarios on the internet? Like, yeah. Yeah. In my in my imagination, it can't hurt anyone. Yeah. And for except for me, and for all we know, it, it's fulfilling some sort of deep rooted psychological need that nobody of us can recognize. Like, nobody knows why we're in divorce. Like, who knows the reasons people are into fetishes? Yeah, it's hard to say, and I'm not qualified to say, so I won't speculate. Yeah, but it's, it is good. <laughs> I think the only decent speculation I heard that was like by a psychiatrist or psychologist was like that fetishes, like I'm saying, fetishes can be a way. Not that they are a way, but fetishes can be a way to, like, just confront psychological needs or trauma or some way. It's sort of a way of like the mind recontextualizing things to make it appealing to you. But again, that's like it's it's like we're fishing in the ocean. Like, who knows? Yeah, I mean, I've I personally yeah. have talked about this. I think on the last episode that got posted up. But I, getting a divorce, had this unconsolable phobia of it as a child. Oh yeah, and it wasn't until adolescence where I, or like even even sort of pre adolescence is when I stumbled into it. When I was a twelve year old who loved Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh yeah, and now I'm a you know 23 year old who loves Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, well, nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I I remember stumbling upon some comics that people had drawn, and it sent me into a week long panic attack. Yeah, I mean I until no, you keep going. No, nah, just just until I looked at it again, and then so I my my best guesstimate is that something combined with hormones and unbridled terror made my brain be like actually this is kind of hot yeah i mean for me i'm gonna i'm gonna not try to get like too much into it but i also definitely had a fixation from an early age which again is something that like people could look at for and just be like oh it has something to do with like not getting like intimacy or not having like physical connection with people and it's like well that might make sense but you know I think I was, 
uh, well, I stumbled upon a Vor site like sometime later, and then I didn't start getting into the community and like talking to people until I was like twenty. So that would be like two thousand ten, or t- or yeah. th- two thousand nine even. But yeah, I forget what the point was we were talking about. No, oh, right, it's like it's about what like to be expected. Yeah, whatever it is. It's it's weird. It's good, but it is weird. Oh yeah, and we can get all sorts of things from it. Like, uh, heck, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some way that, like... I, I know people have done Vora as, like, a very cuddly, friendly thing. Or as a very mean, sadistic thing. And, like, both have their different purposes and both are fun in different ways. And it's great to see people just taking the fetish any which way. Yeah. It can... It, it can go... It can go forwards, backwards, and sideways, and it's still good to someone. Yeah. But in the case of it being, like, cuddly, I mean, like, it can be, like, very comforting. That's the word. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I uh, often launch into tangents, and then I forget where I started, so I'm just like, uh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> no, that's totally that's totally fine, especially for this format, which is already kind of rambly. But <laughs> you know, I imagine folks are listening because they want to get to know you. Yeah, well, heck... I mean, there's not a whole lot to me. I'm very impulsive and just kind of respond based on what's around me and then just launch into weird things. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's that's all that's all well and good. That That's how you get cool stuff done. Yeah, well, when I get stuff done, <laughs> because part of the problem of being an uncoordinated, like unscheduled mess is that like I might just you know it happened with animal crossing it's like it came out i haven't gotten hardly much of anything done and now i have to sit and focus hard on some other stuff that i have to do and so i made sure like put a post on twitter just be like hey i realize i haven't been streaming for a week like i said i was but hey i'm gonna be gone for a bit because i gotta like focus down on some stuff yeah you you mentioned having a project coming up i don't know if that was before or after we started recording i assume yeah no i've got i've got two music projects and one of them i have to get done like well i have to like finish writing it tonight and then i have to like mix it tomorrow and you know hopefully it's okay i don't know i'm sure it'll be great yeah hopefully i don't know that that's kind of a, a bizarre feeling that only like creative people or not not creative people but like creators and posters of things online will ever sort of experience is the that dichotomy of putting little effort into something you don't care about and it gets inordinate attention versus working real hard on something and it gets no attention. Yeah. It's it's the sort of paradox that like there are probably a lot of experts that might know how to take advantage of it, but there's probably a lot more experts that are just guessing about how to take advantage of that or like that can figure out the human algorithm and I have no idea. I mostly just rely on the Twitter algorithm at this point. Yeah, well, I can't imagine that that algorithm's very great either. Oh no, it's actually quite terrible. I I don't really know much about how the sausage gets made behind the scenes in Twitter, but I know that as soon as I posted a Patreon link, they slashed my my tweet impressions to a third of what they were, and then it just recently climbed back up. Oh, that's weird. I, I can only imagine it's some sort of spam thing, but yeah, maybe. I mean, I have I have my own amount of distrust with 
social media in general and i wish i could just not go on twitter like not because of the people or anything but just because like of how social media is just kind of like decides for you what you should see and what other people will see of you and like you don't you don't trust you don't trust jack's cool monster to show you the neatest stuff no i certainly don't (laughs) i certainly don't trust it to be like good with my data either Oh, like, but that's but that's a Jack and that's a whole topic I could go into ages about is like the digital impression that like or not the, the digital impression like all the information that's gathered and like sent to places that you don't even know about and you know nobody's gonna know how bad things could be used for until it's way too late. But you know, oh, yeah. we're all just buying into it right now. <laughs> yeah, at this point we're screwed. Yeah. I might as well just double down and start signing things with my real name. Yeah, well, don't sign anything. Because that's, like, the one thing, legal thing that always can get you. Like, if someone could, like, steal your signature, then that would be really bad. I would need to have one that was distinct in any way for that to be the problem. Yeah. I need to put a watermark on stuff. I don't fucking do that. I should. Or even, like, uh, I'm thinking of, like... I, I don't know. My mind's starting to go into, like, deep fake territories. Where, like... Oh, shit. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, you can take videos of people and then just, like... F- video magic them into saying anything or, like, sticking them into some other role or I don't know what. Yeah. As soon as that Pandora's box gets cracked wide the fuck open, it's all over, man. Yeah. Well, I'll say this much. Like, people aren't going to realize how much, like, audio can be used for that, but it started... Like, I remember reading a Tumblr post one time that was like, hey, so I just got this phone scam where someone tried to fool me into, like, saying numbers so that they could then go and, like, use clips of my voice to pretend that they were me and stuff like that. It's just like, oh, yeah, that could be a thing. Like, uh, there's already that, um, there's that AI thing that's been going around using voices from, like, TV shows and video games and, like, you can sort of make an AI make the character say things based on, like, clips of their voice, but it's not great, but it could be really great later, you know. Who knows? We're all screwed. (laughs) Yeah. At this point, it's 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 already it's already the ball's rolling. Yeah, it's gonna become a big ass katamari pretty soon. Yeah, when I think too much about it, that's the sort of like mood that puts me into just like impulse buying commissions. Where it's just like, who who cares? I'll spend fifty bucks. <laughs> like we're all screwed. So I'm just gonna like get art of myself being ate by this character that I crush on. Like who cares? Bring on the Rowan commissions. Yeah. Wait, who's Rowan? Uh, the tiger guy. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, shoot. (laughs) Maybe that will be a thing. But it's hard for me to actually get too invested in the Animal Crossing characters because they're just, like, cartoon chibis, like, in 3D form. I was like, someone posted, like, a big buff hot dad version. I was just like, that, I can get into that (laughs) right there. But, like, in-game, it's just, like, there's teasy words, but I would not be able to get into them based on just appearances. Yeah, they look like a triangle with an animal head on top. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that, if that's what you look like, listener. Yeah. 
But in any, we're not here to body shame. Yeah. But in any case, just like, oh, whatever. Like, we're all screwed. Someone's going to find out about the stuff I do one day anyway, so I'm not going to try and hide it. Yeah. At some point, I fully expect... I think I think my dad already knows, but at some point my mom's going to find out and she's going to confront me on it, and I'm just going to hand her the receipt for how much money I've made drawing Renamon slightly larger than normal. Yeah, there is that aspect too. It's like if I put way more time into commissions, maybe I'd be able to eck out a living, but eh, I don't know. It doesn't pay as well as my music stuff does. Yeah, I mean, really, it, it really doesn't pay hardly as well, to be fair. But... I imagine not. Yeah, but my music stuff is also very, like, it happens once or twice a week for, like, an hour or two, and that's it. So it, it's not like a day job. It certainly doesn't pay enough to, like, pay a lot of bills on its own, you know? Yeah. Same same with art commissions on this side. I still have to maintain my day job. Yeah. It's like, it sucks, but hey, uh, I can't, you know, I wouldn't be able to make a living if I was spending like 15 hours on an audio commission and getting paid like 50 bucks for it. Like, yeah, that would just burn me out super hard and I would be not much richer for it. That That's sort of the problem is that with artistic endeavors, you can't you can't mass produce them. Yeah. Some no. days you're super in the zone, and some days even one commission can take the entire day when usually it would only take a few hours. Yeah, or sometimes it'll be with sound stuff where, like, I'll just be banging my head against a rock trying to be like, how do I make this sound happen? And, like, trying a ton of different stuff and nothing's working. Like, I always bring up the example of, like, that one Dragonus commission that I did where, like, I was struggling for ages to be like, what would this what would the sound be for the movement like how do you convey that like like listen sort of the, I'm, the foley yeah realm. like i'm moving my hand do you hear anything like just moving no. is not exactly something <laughs> that generates a lot of sound so i was but it's got to sound like it does yeah so i was struggling with that for ages so yeah it's yeah, mm. I've been getting more into like doing vocal teasing or doing like voice and audio because voice is really easy to do, and then the audio can be like, you know, filling in the gaps or whatnot. Or should I say, like the the audio, like the voice can help fill in the early space where it's like I don't have to try and do the sound of something movement. I could just be like, oh hey, uh, let me come over and talk to you. Like, hey, now you understand <laughs> that I am walking towards you. There you go. It's context clues. Yeah. It's just like leading the listener along, like, with the voice as opposed to, like, a whooshing sound or, like, dust moving or the f- or fabric sliding across fabric or whatnot. Yeah. Although, I will say, this, this does sort of lead into one of the questions that you got asked on the post that you made on Twitter. Okay from user at why do i like this yeah i'm like said, i, think, I you... think i've forgotten all of the questions that were asked on twitter thank goodness <laughs> uh they asked were you ever shy about using your real voice for some of your audio stuff and do you ever worry that your vor content will outshine your non-fetish content uh i don't know that's a tricky question because i've sold a lot of records on Bandcamp. no i'm kidding um <laughs> 
That's okay. You can humble brag if you want. No, that was that was that was ages ago. And if I tried to sell it by myself, it wouldn't sell nearly as as well. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. For some reason, I've never really felt shy about using my own voice. Like, again, part of me wonders if like someone's going to recognize it and call me out on it one day. But like at that point, I'll just be like, yeah sorry like what is the is there is this a problem like if if they've gotten to the point where they can recognize you by voice and like pick you out of a crowd that's some serious devotion to your work yeah it's like if someone were to try to use it to like impact my job standing then i would take an issue with it but if they were just like hey it's weird and immoral to be doing vor porn then i'd just be like sorry i got over that when i was 20 like there was one point when I was, like, just getting early on that I was like, I'm sinful, I'm so ashamed in what I'm doing, and I deleted everything off of my computer, which wasn't a whole lot because I was transferring it from a computer, like, via floppy disks, because I didn't have, like, flash drives weren't a thing. Um, oh, God. But, yeah, then, like, later on, I was just like, ah, whatever, like, porn, yeah, okay, cool, like... I'm not a Christian. I don't have to care about celibacy or anything. Yeah. Like, uh, whatever. Like, I, I, Just I think, like, the only person that might have an issue with it, like, that I would care about would be, like, if I had a significant other or if I was dating or something. But, like, if it's a significant other that isn't just, like, making fun of me for, like, teasing people and just being like, ooh, were the people really into your voice? Like, you stupid dorky squirrel. And I'd just be like, ah, oh, yeah. And I'm like, if we weren't having fun about and just, like, making fun of the fact that it's ridiculous to be doing Vore stuff in general, then, like, I don't know why I'm dating that person in this hypothetical situation. Like, yeah, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I, I, I don't... I don't really care as much about using my real voice as long as nobody uses it to like attack me professionally outside of Vor stuff. Like, uh, who cares? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a very cavalier and very fine attitude to go about it with. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Are you, are you going to tell my parents? Like, then I might care a little bit. <laughs> Unfortunately, your parents and I aren't on speaking terms. Yeah. And my my parents don't like that i'm like not straight either so who cares ah uh, you've already got sort of the big roadblock of parental disappointment yeah it's way. like we already got to that and like uh whatever we i was looking at some of the questions on twitter and we already answered some of them and i feel bad about that that i didn't i didn't sort of announce the people's names oh dear i'm like i know uh, how said some and I don't remember if anybody else did. Oh, there was a third person. Yeah. Uh, there's 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 one person who asked, like, a few questions in, like, five-round burst. Okay. But uh, to, to Hal's question, which is one that we kind of addressed casually beforehand, but I would like to, I would like to sort of circle back to, which is, what got you into audio design, which we already went into, just sort of by the nature of the conversation? Yeah. It's like, well, and I found someone else doing it, and then I said, why don't I give this a try? And then it was fun, and yeah. But the, the other half of that was, do you have any projects slash aspirations outside of being garbage? And then he clarified that by being garbage, he meant Vortrash and not literal, like, human garbage. 
Oh, boy. It's like I've got lots of aspirations, and um, it's the sort of thing that it's like anytime I come upon a, like, like a big project that it's like, that would be really cool to do. And then I'm like, oh, but I'm really lazy and that would be a big endeavor. Like, uh, one of those would be like making a video game. Like I've had an idea for like a vor slash fat for video game, like a platformer for ages, but it's like a fat former. I mean, you could really call it a fat former because like the whole concept yeah. would be like, like various fat people would be like various platforming incidents or implements. I mean, <laughs> that sounds really fun. Yeah, like basically, you, like the best way to describe it would be like, okay, instead of a spring, you have like a fat guy's belly, but you could feed yourself to him or like fall into his mouth by accident or whatever, and then the belly gets bigger, and then the spring becomes more powerful, and then it would basically become like a platformer slash puzzle game where like you try and get through the level without losing all your lives or something very interesting or you just have like a par of lives and like you know something like that like i had that idea ages ago and i haven't done crap with it because i am lazy and that would be a lot of work yeah even even for even for young upstarts who quote-unquote aren't lazy that sounds like an insane amount of work very cool idea though i do like it yeah or it would be like i'd have to find an art person to do sprites and like the amount of work that i know goes into a video game like uh i wouldn't want to just be like hey could you do this to free because i can't pay you like (laughs) it's too much for me to pay you (laughs) i guess you could start like a GoFundMe or something but yeah it's it's things like that that make my mind go hey what if we went and just like had some like like no strings attached easy vor get off stuff like and then i go do that (laughs) or i start thinking about that it's like hey you know it's easier than that why don't you daydream about your crush instead and i'm just like oh yeah (laughs) perfect that, that sort of ties into another question that was asked, uh, at least relatively, which was uh, about what's... Uh, it comes from uh, Twitter user at Mr. Essence 4 and Mr. Essence asks, what's your character type, both uh, vorishly and non-vorishly? And I'm guessing they mean, like, what sort of characters do you like? Oh, heck. I mean, we could get into an interesting tangent on that point, but I'll start by asking, like, in character-wise... Actually, huh... Okay, character type. Like, as far as character goes, because my squirrel character has always been a weird, like, I'm not sure if it's me or just, like, an idealized version of me or, like, a separate character or whatnot, but, like, because it's pretty close to me mostly, then, like, it's a lot of the same types where it's, like, like, bigger people. Like, I always tell people that, like, I always put bigger things as preds like uh you know big nine foot tall chubby person like there you go like i'm crushing (laughs) i i definitely at least on the nine foot tall portion of things god tall is tall yeah so it's like or it could just be someone who's more assertive or like really more domineering or more like 
physical about it and that's just like oh no the squirrel's flustered oh no he's getting eaten <laughs> you know or it could just be like whatever is hot at the moment because it's not like that's a hard rule because like then i'll just be like oh no but the exception to rule to the rule is also really hot like shorter pred or like some pred that's small but like has a hammer space belly or whatnot or like a feral pred or stuff like that uh and then like out of character pretty much be the same thing my only exception is that like i'm not one of those people that like ever looks at a real life person and goes that's really hot or like anytime it comes up like if there's a this is going on to a different tangent but since like you're asking like out of character it's like my type seems to just still be like you know the fictional things that are furries as opposed to like real humans like i'm not really attracted to real humans and sometimes like talking gets into that with people where it's like someone will be like turned on by the by how they could like you know in their head it's like oh i'm gonna meet up at mff and then i'm gonna eat you and it's like well that's sort of fun to talk about but if you were to start teasing that in real life then it would be just like very quick turnoff for me so like i i i would say my type is you know it's always fictional if yeah. that makes sense i i can i can sort of empathize with that and i think there's a few a good a good few people who can oh you i lost the first bit of that oh i hate you discord uh just just agreeing with you there okay yeah it's like my interests in Vor are very like wide and varied, and there's a lot there. I do like big though. <laughs> you know, it it's as the song goes. It's like I like them big, I like them plumpy. Like <laughs> God, I love that song too. Just putting that out there. That is such a good song. I did not expect you to reference Moto Motos. Uh, in our like first song that fucking who who is the singer behind that was that will I oh am? yeah it was will i am and i'm always saying that how do, you, how do you think he feels about that uh i think he probably like was aware of the sexual connotations because he like voiced it or yeah. like you know people who fetishize fat people like that's that's nothing new it's just that it, like people don't talk about fetishes in media or like you know in cartoons outside of jokes yeah you know like the most i can ever think about like fetishes appearing in media is like when i used to watch like malcolm in the middle and like one time like how the husband was like fattening up his wife lois and then like he was definitely going like oh you're gonna get so round and plump and it's just like oh he's like fetishizing this okay like yeah. that's that's most I, I think of I always think of the the Parks and Recreation episode with uh, I don't know if you've ever seen the show. Uh, I've seen a lot of clips. Uh, the the character Ben Wyatt uh, says just kind of point blank that his and number one he mentions that everybody has a type and then he says his type is women and roller skates. Oh, yeah, you never know. Yeah, maybe he's like a foot fetishist that's also really into roller skates. 
I imagine that a lot of people who are really into roller skates are. Heck, now I'm imagining like some sort of casual domination thing at the roller of a rink. <laughs> it's like one person getting pinned down to the ground by a roller skate. I'm like, yeah, like, all right, who's going to who's who's going to be the person that goes and draws this? Because I can't pay anybody, but I want to see this. Well, here's here's the question: Who after this uh, after this podcast is going to come to you for what? Can I can only assume is going to be audio hell to make that soundscape. Well, I haven't done any paw stuff before, so might be hard. Have you done any roll arena stuff? No, but I'm wondering if I could f- even find sound like a decent sound clip of a roller skate either. <laughs> you could just push a desk chair down a hallway, maybe. Yeah. No, but but rollerblades have like that signature sound from like the plastic wheels, especially roller rinks like roller skates. There, I don't know. It's like that sort of sound that you would definitely recognize if you heard it. But if you're just hearing like a roller chair, then it would not sound right. I don't think. Yeah. If someone's willing to pay you for roller roller rink like fucking skate domination sound commission i imagine that they are going to have the discerning ear that can tell a roller blade from your ikea chair in a hallway yeah i mean that that's always the problem sometimes with audio like especially when i was starting out it would just be like well i would like to make this thing but like i need audio to work with like i need assets that would especially come up when people wanted like my little pony stuff it would just be like, oh. that would be great, but any voice clips in the cartoon, there's usually a sound effect or music going on. And, like, then, like, like some of the audio that I did for, like, Stitch or Jake Long, like, ran into that, where it's, like, you can sort of hear it in the sound clip because I did my best. But it, it really <laughs> it really takes me out of the atmosphere when, like, you're hearing background sound effects that don't really fit in the middle of this voice line yeah especially with things like movies and tv shows i bet it's difficult to isolate that oh yeah more so with movies i think but at the same time it really depends like the whole reason i did a smog audio was because i watched the movie and there was that entire scene of just him talking with no music and i was like oh (laughs) my god i am going to do (laughs) I am going to do so much with this. And then I did. It's like a gift. Yeah, it was the most beautiful gift. It was just like, oh my god, clean <laughs> audio of like this amazing signature voice. Like, ah, man. I'm like thinking I'm, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm going to like come across as like, oh, I'm so sexually excited by that. But no, I'm just like really excited thinking about like like clean audio that I don't have to mess with to like get to sound good oh god no I totally understand that yeah I there's there's a reason why I have uh, an editor for this podcast and it's number one because he is great Uh, and number two because I have no ear for sound anything and I have no experience with editing audio outside of that time in like middle school where I tried to make karaoke versions of anime openings that I liked in audacity. And that's the realest I think I've ever gotten on this podcast is admitting that I did that. Yeah. And like, um, how would you say? Oh yeah. I was going to say, I was like, 
I'm almost wondering what it is that Blue does as far as editing to make it all work. Just because I'm like curious uh, what the process is. I'll have to hit them up about it at some point. Or maybe they'll listen. I'm sure he'd love to Or maybe they'll listen it. to this and be like, hey, and then I'll just be like, oh, right, I was going to talk to you, and I completely forgot. <laughs> that's, well, now you've got a name. Yeah, that's what I do a lot, is I forget about, like, everything. Like, I'm, I'm not ashamed to admit that I'm just, like, completely scatterbrained, and I'll often forget about things that I've agreed to or whatnot. God, that's the worst. Yeah, it's sort of like the story of, like, Gershwin and Rhapsody in Blue. I know this is going to seem like a weird tangent, but basically, Gershwin, like, sort of agreed to write Rhapsody in Blue, like, in November for a concert in February. And he was like, oh, sure, yeah, I could totally write that. And then, like, January comes around, and, like, his brother reads in the paper, they're like, hey, Gershwin's busy writing this thing. And Gershwin, like, was playing pool in the next room and basically was like, shit. And <laughs> and then he wrote it. Like, so that's the way I am. It's like, oh, yeah, I struggle with, like, scheduling my stuff. And then I'm just glad that I don't have a lot going on sometimes so that, you know, if I forget about something, I have the time to then go back to it or whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That's also why I'll, like, start rambling on a tangent and then just be like, what point was I trying to make? I don't remember. It's easy to just assume that you made your point at some point during the ramble. Mm -hmm. And if not, nobody's going to know. If I ever do a speech, like, I have to write it down. I'm really bad. Do you do a lot of public speaking? Oh, no. No, not at all. Uh, Yeah, no. Like, I've wanted to get back into theater at one point, but I have not. And... Yeah, no. I've thought about taking classes on it just because I'm, I'm like, not the best at some parts of it. Yeah. It doesn't seem like you're one of the folks who's terrified by it, though. Sorry, what was that? I lost your entire sentence. That's <laughs> okay. I've sort of been having that as well, where you'll, you'll cut in with your audio oh, slightly great. down the road. But you're, you're recording yourself. I'm recording myself. It should be fine if a little bit of a pain to edit, so I'll give Blue a little extra money. I'm so sorry. Yeah, sorry, Blue. This will not be the first time that this this has happened, but it probably won't be funny this time. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's Discord, I guess. Got to love it, except I don't. Yeah. It or may not work internet. Good, but at least it has memes. I mean, the internet's under more strain anymore because everyone's at home streaming 4K television. Yes. I need to watch The Office again in 4K. God, you could just go look up clips on that. That's all I do when I'm in bed. Like, I'll just be like, hey, YouTube, uh, what clips of, like, comedy shows that I've never watched do you have? And then I'll just give me them. I'm just like, ah, yes. All the funniest bits. I know so much about pop culture that I didn't care about at the time. (laughs) You caught caught the wave a little bit late. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. God God knows I I have been caught in that trap of not knowing pop, pop, blah, can't talk, pop culture stuff, and then... I seem like an asshole. Well, I was definitely more of a social outcast, like, in high school, and that was, like, when The Office was going on, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, we're gonna watch The Office. Like, oh, I love that show. Have you watched the latest season? I'm just like, I've, I don't watch TV. Like, I still don't watch yeah. TV. Same. TV sucks uh, anyways. Who needs okay, it? while we have a lull in the conversation, I am going to... Oh, sorry. You might have gotten cut off. 
<laughs> yeah, I think I did. I just I was just shitting on TV quietly to myself. Okay. I'm just going to hit uh stored. There we go. Okay. Uh oh, shit. Anyway, what were we talking about? I either way, I'm sort of running out of more or less questions, but I did want to get to uh two things, one of them being uh, the name of this podcast and its sort of nature, which is the subject, no subject high uh, notes that you get on Fur Affinity from people who, it, not not specifically those, but are there any notable interactions you have had as somebody who is uniquely in that sort of audio space that you would like to talk about while not naming any names? Uh, well, it's like when I was thinking about like coming on this podcast, I was like, oh, like, I must have some great uh, notes or whatnot. But then I was like, uh, anytime someone messages me and is like, hey, do this, which is usually what the no subject high ones are. It's like I immediately just like mentally filter them out and forget about them. Like, honestly, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah. So like when it comes to fan interactions, like. I did mention one earlier where someone like looked up my real name and in, in like an attempt to like, I don't know what their goal might have been besides me just blocking them, which is what I did. But like trying to be like, hey, I found your name and I'm going to email your parents. And then I was just like, you really don't even know where I live, actually. So bye. Um, There's been people before that have like just begged me to go on voice with them and talk stuff, but I usually like shoo those off pretty quickly. Uh, and then like, I'm like, what, what other interactions do I have with people? Uh, I don't actually talk with a whole lot of people sometimes. (laughs) Um, I'm like, there's some friends that I'll like, there's some friends that I'll role play with, but that's not really a, uh, a no subject high sort of interaction. Um, there's like, heck, I don't know. There'd probably be more if I was just like posting like stuff regularly, which I'm really bad at. But if I was posting stuff regularly, then maybe they'd like be more after me. Cause I'd have more like of a follower momentum going. Yeah. If that makes sense. There's there's some there's some sort of interesting people who I, I hesitate to even call them like clout chasers, but like folks folks come out of the woodwork when you're when you are one of those like people whose follower counts just shoot up. Yeah. No, for me it's like well it's not like I can really post a lot of sound porn on Twitter because it's sound and like I could post a video with it, maybe. Like, that gets pretty popular. But, like, even then, I don't see myself as very good at Twitter. Like, there's people that I see, like, constantly, like, they post a fun gif to go along with their horny thought. And that gets lots of attention. Or they're like, here's just a video of, like, some slight movement along with the audio. And that gets lots of attention. And then I'm just like, eh. So... I don't really attract as much of the of the attention gravitating around. Besides, most of what I post on Twitter is like retweets of people angry about politics. 
So yeah. I can understand people not wanting to follow for that either. I just like, eh, whatever. I don't know. It could be tough to sort of balance that act, especially on Twitter. Yeah. Or it's just like, I, I don't care as much. Like, I, I post videos on there sometimes just because, like, I had some stupid idea and I go with it. Or, oh, yeah, the one time I was, like, trying out voicing, like, stuff from a picture. And then it was like, oh, stick the picture with it. And it's, like, that much better all of a sudden. Like, it really helps to have visuals to go along with the sound. It's just that, like, I haven't really thought about that. Or I don't want to spend the time if it's some really small scribble or something. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm, I'm trying to... Uh, sorry if I'm getting distracted. It's also... I'm, I'm getting kind of late. Oh, it's fine. You know, if you want something to jump on, there was one more question that I could go into weird technical detail about. Someone was asking about, like, early on starting microphones. Oh, yes, please. Yeah, well, it was another question by Mr. Essence that I was like, oh, I'll talk about that. Someone was like... He was like... Or they were like... Did you ever just think about what kind of audio device would even be good for capturing good audio? Or did you just happen to have something lying around and point yourself, point it at yourself and be like, damn, okay. It was pretty much the latter. I was using like a crappy USB microphone that like I was using for a long time up until like just recently, I finally got an audio interface and now I can use like this good microphone. Um, But it was like, Again, I was in college and like, I was like, oh, my stomach's making noise. I'm going to boot up my ancient laptop and like hit record on Gold Wave. And yeah, I was going to do like a retrospective for the beginning of the decade and be like, hey, let's look at like the awful recordings from 2013 that I never use. Because <laughs> the problem with a USB microphone is that it, it makes a lot of electrical noise by itself so if you try and record something quiet like stomach noises then like it's really not good so then i would try and clean that electronic noise out of there and then it would just create like this garbled audio with a lot of like tiny audio artifacts it's like the the best way i can describe it because it would it'd be like really obvious jpeg compression like there'd just be noise that you can hear so then I'd have to, like, take that and really low-pass it to kind of get rid of that noise and then have, like, very semi-usable audio. Uh, and then later on, I started actually getting recording things. Like, I got a Tascam DR40, I believe. It's a handheld recorder. Uh, and I could point that at my stomach and get okay audio, but it had the same problem of, like, recording right next to the microphone you get electronic noise from that or i should probably say electric noise not electronic noise but because there's a hard drive working right next to the wires transmitting the sound then you get electric interference and that makes noise okay and then like i started getting more microphones after i started taking some classes in it like i got like an sm57 and a cloud lifter and that was like okay and then i got like uh oh yeah and then i got like a preamp which let me turn up the signal cleanly and then that got way better and then i got like a rode nt5 i believe and that was okay and now i have the microphone that i have now which is a stellar x2 so Basically, I was just recording stuff because I could, and it was fun to be like, hey, I recorded stomach growls. 
but like starting to address the obvious shortfalls of like bad equipment didn't come until much later yeah geez yeah now it's like i'm i'm at a pretty good place with my equipment now i can like record my voice like right at the computer like i can record quiet stuff decently well i have a lot of recordings that i haven't even stuck on for affinity that i'm meaning to like just more sound assets for people to use which i swear i'm going to get to posting one of these days along with like multiple commissions that i've gotten from people that i haven't posted (laughs) like again i'm just i'm just scatterbrained and haven't thought about it i'm sure people will have some stuff to look forward to in the near future yeah something for the near future but sort of with those with those questions asked i had one more that i is sort of on my pressing list of things okay and that is hit me with it related to your work uh you could you could do you could do like whatever your favorite music thing is but if you don't want to share that necessarily what's the favorite uh piece of audio work you've ever done oh god that's hard I'm going to have to, like, look at my FA for that just so I can remember everything, because otherwise I'm going to, like, look at it later and just be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I forgot that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, I've left the smog one up as my featured submission for ages because it was really fun, like, just because it was so clean to work with and it was great. All the frustration is gone. Yeah. Um, Heck. There's the one that I did for Scott C, the squirrel napped, like the Christmas one. Like, yeah, that one was always fun. I think one of the ones that always turned out the best was like when I did for Samael. Like, wait, is, this is like reaching back a bit, but it was called Party Food. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, it was October 2014. Jesus. I think like, I remember that one and I enjoyed it. Yeah, but it worked really well because it had multiple stomach environments and you could like really feel that you were going deeper in and then the digestion like faded in very slowly and it like it worked pretty well. Um I'm like what else? There were like as far as recent stuff, there was the uh the one that I did for Eblis, which is like Strega's alien character that like a lot of things worked out really well with that. Like I was just like, Hey, I'm just going to put a microphone in the middle of the room and do my lines from like the other side of the room because it's supposed to sound like it's coming from a separate room. And like, it ended up working out really well. Really? Yeah. And it also alerted me to the fact that like, I can get really good slurping sounds like (laughs) just, just with a preamp and like, uh, not uh, yeah not only slurping sounds either but also like gulping noises like that's something i'm gonna do a whole sound pack of because i have a lot of good slurps and i have a lot of like like really like meaty juicy gulpy noises and i'm just like oh my god like uh you hear them in that audio you hear them in like the surprise gift that i did for like ft like uh yeah oh and as far as like major things go there was also like belly call which is one that i like randomly did as a trade that like worked really well just like as a nice chill endo one yeah i don't know a lot of them have their own different little charms and like things that i just liked working on them about 
And it's usually stuff that's like makes it easier or just like, oh, like that's a really good sound bite that got thrown in there. Yeah, especially with audio stuff, I bet it's it's difficult to to nail down. Yeah. I mean, the ironic thing is that I don't really listen to my own stuff all that much. And I don't imagine most porn people like look at their own material all that much, like as like things that they go to to get enjoyment out of. Oh, oh yeah. I, I personally, I never get high off my own supply when it comes to the spank bank. That just feels gross to me. Yeah. Or it's not just that, but it's just like, I'll listen to it and I'll just be like, eh, I'm kind of over this. I've listened to it so much while working <laughs> on it. Yeah. You, you stop thinking of more or less the actual thing that you're listening to and you think, God, this was a pain to work on. Yeah. Or it could be like, oh man, I would have changed that now. But who knows? Maybe some of my older stuff is like all the better now because I don't remember what I did. <laughs> sort of a time heals all wounds thing. Yeah. I will say, too, that I've got a lot of recent stuff that I haven't even posted that, like, might be good. Let me see. Right. What's in my miscellaneous done audio folder? <laughs> what a good folder. Uh. Oh, yeah, there was one that I did with, like, some Star Fox sound clips. Oh, shit. Of, like, oh, no, Star Fox got gulped. And, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, five or ten seconds or something, but, like... I took some sounds and then I stretched them out like crazy. And I was like, Oh wait, this works. This sounds great. This sounds like <laughs> big hulking beast swallows star Fox. And then like, let's have a really guttural belch. I'm just like, Good. dang, that's great. All right, cool. And then I left it at that. Would you ever consider doing, uh, audio for the, the Togepi guy who gets all the commissions of giant macro star Fox and Falco? Well, I have had someone ask me when I was going to do my macro stuff, and I've recorded some things along those lines, too. I just haven't done anything with it. Like, uh, oh, man, there, there's something I was working on for Hungo, too, which if he listens to this, like I started, I got like a minute in, but I haven't gotten back to it. Oh, shit. You know, it's, it's sort of like the Midna thing that I started once and then like have to go back to. Yeah. Oh, boy. Actually, I did do audio for, like, uh, an animation that... What's his name? Uh, Untied Verbature, I believe. Or United I Verbature. I don't think I'm it, familiar with their work. It's a ma micro-macro, like, I think it's a husky swallowing of a wolf? Or something like that. But it's definitely micro-macro, and there's some mouth play involved, and, like... Yeah, so I've gotten into micro-macro, and, like, I mean to get into hypnosis, too, but, like, I'm not sure how some of that might come off. It's like, I'd like to do some hypnosis stuff that's, like, a lot more of the comforting rather than domineering thing, but then I'm like, oh, no, that shit's gonna get way too real way too fast. Yeah. Like, if I ever start making something that's, like, specifically to help, like, assuage my constant anxiety, then it's like, oh, it's going to get way too real, and I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> oh, what a what a problem to bump into. Yeah. Or, oh, God, I, I, I did some random, like, music for someone based on an April Fool's joke, and they haven't looked at it yet, and I have to bug them about it, but, like... 
all of a sudden the lyrics got like way too real for a second. I was just like, oh shit, like I'm just I'm just getting irritated about this thing. I'm not making this fun kinky kinky thing. Like like no, quick, bring it back to the kink. <laughs> oh. It it was it was because they like made their character like a homestuck troll for a day. Oh, and then God. I was, and then the lyrics were like like what does this matter trolls just come back from the dead this comic is meaningless why did we come back to this and then it's just like oh wait shit wait (laughs) (laughs) oh god as as someone who has read that uh, comic i could feel the realness in that yeah it was just like oh shit like oh no <laughs> this, right. is, this is just like me like getting angry about home stuff for like one or two lines that's just like all right no bring it back to the butt okay cool there we go <laughs> bring it back to the butt i think we've got a i think we i think we've got an episode title oh great no that's probably not gonna be it i usually don't decide those things until the day that it gets posted <laughs> that's fair enough oh boy god that was that was delightful though <laughs> Uh. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm still kind of laughing at that. If if they ever end up listening to it and you post it, which they don't, you don't have to. I would love to hear that just because I'm curious. <laughs> oh yeah, I was showing some people. It's like, it's yet another example of how like my shit posting goes like way too hard sometimes, and I like start legitimately putting a bunch of effort into it. Like That's I think the one best time kind, though. Yeah, like I saw a post on Tumblr one time that was like someone being like, if I spend more than 30 minutes on an ironic shit post fetish thing, then suddenly the fetish is legitimate. <laughs> and I was just like, oh God, I usually spend two or three hours on stuff. Or like that Pickle Rick thing that I did. It was like that, you know, it's like definitely takes like an hour at least. And it's just like, well, now this is becoming like the legit messing around stuff. Now, now the now the pickle Rick has legitimacy. Yeah, or now like it's legitimate like Vore stuff. It's like <laughs> oh well, high quality shit posting is is something that I attempt to do sometimes. And I mean quality being as in like I I, I should clarify it's more like high effort shit posting, not high quality. Like quality quality is subjective and it doesn't always land, but like sometimes it'll just be like a joke and it's like all right i've got to like make a whole song about this now and spend five hours on it yeah now the person doesn't even respond my twitter dms (laughs) so betrayed (laughs) oh that's 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 also Uh, too yeah (laughs) it was a good song too i believe it or at least it was, you know, an okay song. I don't have auto-tune, so I'm a little pitchy. Ah. Uh, that's okay. I read somewhere on the internet that auto-tune is responsible for the downs- downfall of society. Eh. I've used auto-tune. It's useful. It's more <laughs> di- It's more just like, it's like a lot of other audio stuff. It's like, if it's really obvious, then it's not great. But, like, rec- recording one singular perfect take is... It's a little hard to do. And yeah. like modern production is that everything is very clean and very precise. Like uh, to the point where 
you know, you would record a great take and then you'd be like, well, that note was a little off. So, you know, just go into auto tune and bump it up, bump it up a little bit. Makes sense. Yeah. Like the mantra that I've gotten is like, in order to get good audio, you record a good take from the start. Like if you have to spend a lot of time in auto tune after the fact, fixing stuff, then like that's, that's not what you want to be doing with your time. It's just like, if you have to be doing that and like, eh. yeah, definitely. But you know, get a good take and then fix the things that need fixing. Yeah. I, I still like to blame the downfall of humanity on Cher and on Therese. Oh goodness. Cher didn't even do it to like <laughs> fix pitches. Cher did it like strictly for the effect. Because Cher could sing perfectly well outside of it. I I, I don't I don't I don't personally mind like heavy autotune stuff when it's used almost like an instrument in and of itself. Oh yeah. That's a whole other thing too. That's what the uh, the dude who recorded uh, the opening music that I use, which was a cover of a SpongeBob song. Ah, oh, that makes sense. He was i i would I would love to be able to recommend people go listen to his stuff, but he deleted all of his everything and completely fled the internet. Oh, so I, if, I'd always, it, I always hate it when people do that, but yeah. everybody's got their reasons. I'm sure. I, I have no doubts, but if uh, if UV Sir J is listening to this, uh, just know I'm a huge, massive fan. And if you have a problem with me using your SpongeBob cover, I'll 100% take it down and retroactively go back and get rid of it. But please come yeah, back. Yeah, I'll, I'll just record a, like an extremely like basic piano version of it or something. I don't know. I could probably go and get the royalty-free version that SpongeBob just uses. That's fair. I imagine I think, it's royalty free. I think a lot of SpongeBob music is royalty free, but I, I can't say that for sure. I just remember someone saying it on the internet once. You know, yeah. just like a lot of information in my head. It's like, oh yeah, I read that on a Twitter post once. Oh wait, that doesn't actually make it legitimately real, but I did read it once. <laughs> that is that is how the internet works a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he's one of those people who did he did a, he did a whole bunch of just bizarre, really, really kind of out there music that I thought was super cool. Yeah, it's like the sort of thing that I'd be doing if I wasn't distracted by all the wonderful things there are to do on the Internet and the computer in, in general. Yeah. Like, that's almost the problem with like, I have very broad interests where it, when it comes to Vor or like. <laughs> finding stuff attractive so like i could just launch into some tangents with people or just like get totally caught up in whatever latest thing comes out and you know it's like well what if i was just working on music full-time or like creating a game full-time or something like uh, that would be a lot of effort on my part to just kind of block everything out because there's just so much other fun stuff that I want to be involved in and also participate in and keep the growth of going. Like, uh, like there's a Space Station 13 server that does VOR stuff, and I'm like, that's cool. I want to hang out there and keep the place active. But also, like, if I go on there, then I'm there for hours at a time or whatnot. Or, like, if someone wants to play around, then it's, like, really hard to say no 
because like I don't want to disappoint them and then not have them come back like and hang out or anything but I guess that's kind of the problem when you have a friendship solely based on like meeting in a fetish chat yeah it's one of the problems with it but yeah there's also lots of good stuff yeah so I'm all over the place because everything's fantastic and yeah or I'll like sit down and like for an hour and a half and write some story just to spite someone that I've never talked to before or like I I should clarify one time I was just like well I should work on something but someone got talking to me about uh one person on the internet that always gets upset when like big grand dragons are prey because like dragons are real and they always eat people so I like wrote a story of like a, a totally small animal eating a gigantic like thousand year old dragon <laughs> spike I mean, porn I, yeah I mean I like never posted it anywhere but I was just like why the heck not I, I could sort of I could sort of understand the appeal of that the only the only time I ever feel that way is whenever I see the people who take their their preference for safe vor to like the the extreme yeah oh that's always a topic isn't it yeah it feels, the, the, it feels the like folks, every other month that like it starts to get into a whole debate about safe vor versus digestion and one side being better than the other or like whatever immorality or yeah. someone posts on it it's like basically someone online goes oh the discourse is starting up again and they in turn start all the discourse because they're way more popular than like the seven follower person that posted a bad take yeah i don't know i've, I've never i've never gotten super upset and i i don't i don't tend to like endo stuff personally but i don't i don't care it's just i whenever I, people imply that i'm like a necrophile for wanting to die in war stuff it's like how the fuck does that work yeah or even then you might not even necessarily die because like i've seen a lot of great takes about like i think people are gonna start i think people are gonna start separating soft vor into its own thing soft vor like used to mean as opposed to hard vor which was like ripping and tearing of limbs and eating someone like drumsticks mm-hmm. uh, like soft vor was basically being swallowed whole but i almost feel like lately i've been seeing more people see soft vor as like not digestive or whatnot or i've like, seen or, i've seen it called those, like extra soft vor oh sorry i think i think it was cutting out again <laughs> Oh, no worries. I was just going to say, or it could be um, soft digestion. Okay. Or I've seen people that'll say, like, they they like digestion, but then, like, here's other ways that it could end after that. Like, they could become sentient fat. They could, like, go to a predscape. They could do all this other great stuff. Like, I've seen a lot of exploration and development of that side, and it's cool to see. I have never I have never heard of Predscape before, but it sounds like a really dope website I'd like to visit sometime. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could just ask a friend about a Predscape and, you know, who knows, they might be happy to show you. <laughs> you know, oh. I, I could show you my Predscape. Oh, no, and it's, then, <laughs> oh, it's horny. And then you get in there, it's like, oh, no, but I'm just going to digest you because that's what you're into and I'm nothing if, if but completely flexible on my preferences in order to just tease <laughs> the other person. Oh fuck! I think this is the first like sort of live Vorney that has happened. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, we uh, haven't even started talking about how much of a horrible tease I am, and that's also why I never get anything done because <laughs> I just want to sit and tease people all day. 
I mean, that's getting something done. Yeah. It's not something you can really go publicly posting around. People just be like, who who cares? <laughs> it's just like, oh, I had like a, a multi role play thing with someone where like I slowly hypnotized them into being completely like unable to resist squirrel bud and then like ended off with permavore of their fursona. It's just like nobody is really going to get a whole lot from that except for the person it was aimed at. I I do think that hypnotized to enjoy squirrel butt might be the name of the episode now. <laughs> well, but but I don't want to call out whoever this person was. So if they do end up listening to this, I'm I'm not making fun of you. I promise. It's just a fun sentence to say. Yeah, I don't have license to make fun of anyone. No, I got, no, I got gift art of my persona drawn as Rouge the Bat. I mean, I have had one of my characters dressed up in Rouge the Bat's outfit, you know, after they ate Rouge the Bat, because that's fun. That is fun. God, that's fun. Yeah. See, there's lots of fun stuff about where we could just talk about forever. It's true. Although, it is past midnight, and I need to I need to check on some stuff before before it gets too, too late. So. Oh, heck, yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna have to get to, like, legitimate work at some point. <laughs> Yeah, I should I should definitely let you go. But before I do, is there any any sort of projects or people that you would like to give a shout out to while you're here? Oh, heck. That's like asking what my favorite artist is. It's like there's way too many. Um I I'll try I'll try and give a broad improvised statement and have it not come out too weird. But uh in all my time in the Vor community like with how much it's just developed over the years like sometimes i think back to like when i was like encountering bbs boards and like back when back when burned furs was a thing and like now vor is like a lot more mainstream and like i know everybody likes to get into fights but like everybody's got such a unique charm about them in their own way and like for the most part it's not like people have really shitty opinions or really shitty things about them and like even today like i got into a big argument on twitter over nothing and then i stepped back and i was like man this is really hypocritical of me to like be this invested in something i've never talked about before and like i don't know like uh a lot of the times i'm just like yeah i think everybody's pretty fantastic in their own way and even if you might not think so, just remember that we're only getting like a tiny slice of each other over the like we're only getting a tiny slice of each other over the internet, and it's important to remember to just kind of give people the benefit of the doubt. That being said, if they repeatedly do some really questionable things, then you know make your own decisions. But yeah, I don't know. I lo- there's so many great people around. It's hard to just say one is the thing that I want to say. Yeah, it's 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 definitely difficult to sort of just nail someone down. Yeah. Now that I've like put myself up on a soapbox and probably said some things that are going to be said the, that are probably going to be taken the wrong way. Now I'm really worried. Ah, uh, don't be. I'm if... like up on the soapbox and clutching my tail. I'm just like, oh, God, people are going <laughs> to start thinking that like my words mean something. Don't worry. That's the Your thing. words mean even, nothing. <laughs> even listening to this right now, like I might come off in a way that I didn't mean to. And uh, we're all just 
crazy people involved in this stupid fetish and uh, <laughs> that's about it and i don't know <laughs> got a little existential dread near the end there it's it's not as much existential dread as it's just like human beings are just inherently flawed and we're never gonna be the perfect thing to everybody and uh, you know all that sort of stuff it's just like i can only hope that i can appeal to people and not have them like think that i'm an asshole and (laughs) i say that while like angrily retweeting things sometimes and getting (laughs) heated about stupid shit that like i didn't even know existed and being like, oh, I'm going to go through this person's history. Aha! They said this. And aha, this thing has a different context. Now I need to explain to the person I was talking to. And that's just like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? Yeah, it's been like two hours and I'm still doing this. Yeah, it's been two hours and I'm still angry about this. Like, no, that's dumb. I need to go work. It's difficult to avoid that sort of thing, though, especially on the internet. Yeah. And, like, there is a lot to get angry about nowadays, but, like... Oh, boy. At the same time, I just want to chill and talk about Vor stuff. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But Ugh. That's, that's, I, I, I think that's as good a shout out as anything is sort of the call to collective humanity and to treat, you know, treat others with. Yeah, or not, like, I almost want to specify that I don't mean to come off as some sort of moral high ground because I'm like. I'm an idiot squirrel that makes Vor audio. Like, I just think that everybody's pretty great in their own way. Even if there's people that I don't really talk to or there's people that I don't jive with, like, that doesn't mean they're bad people. I mean, unless it's people that I specifically blocked because they've done really questionable stuff in the past. Yeah. And you know, there's like logs of receipts of stuff, and it's just like, all right, that person's gone from my life. But like, Hardly anybody that I know in the Vor sphere is anything near that. Yeah. And and if Which they are, good. then I've probably already blocked and forgotten about them. So, on the most part, just everybody's great. And yeah. Hooray. Thumbs up. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, eat the rich. Eat more food because it's hot when you have a belly. Like, I don't know. <laughs> You know, if we were living in better times, then I would feel much better about being, like, some sort of, like, mean, power-tripping pred. It's just that the times change, and it's suddenly like, oh, this reminds me of stuff that goes on in the world, and now I don't want to do this anymore, so we shift into more cuddly, comforting vor. And then, yeah, like, things will change. I don't know. Everybody's great. Say it again. (laughs) Uh. Everybody is great. Please don't hate me for being for taking forever on commissions i'm really <laughs> dumb i'm sorry oh I'm, I'm sure the people are willing to wait you know i have a ton of work to do and i decided to jump on this podcast and said because i wanted to and it's fun i've had a lot of fun <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't have a lot of opportunity to just ramble at folks sometimes and in a way that's not like taking up space on a twitter thread or something yeah well, don't uh, worry. This, well. is, this is your episode to take up as much space as you want to. See, now I'm having thoughts. 
<laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, oh, people like it when I'm a big fat squirrel, and oh, that is pretty fun. Well, maybe I should just like do that in this metaphysical place we've constructed for ourselves ah the fucking metaverse of this podcast is where you are the fattest squirrel yeah (laughs) i I like that sentence (laughs) the the metaverse of this place is where you are the fattest squirrel yeah damn right uh i I think i think fattest squirrel in the metaverse might be the name of the podcast (laughs) Yeah, and then I'll just be like, oh, no, but I know so many other fatter squirrels, too. (laughs) Not in this one. This is yours. Yeah, when there's two people, there's not much competition. You made me feel good about my own body there. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I've spent nothing but this quarantine eating a bunch of terrible food, and I feel gross. I need to exercise more. Yeah. Well, I've got ring fit, and I've been doing that, and... I need to start. Uh, I'm kind of glad that I haven't had a lot of opportunity to go get snack foods because I would just load up on those. Yeah. That is the problem with the quarantine. Yeah. Well, there's a lot wrong with it. (laughs) Yeah. There's, there's, there are, there are numerous problems. I don't mean to say that like I have gained weight is the worst possible thing about this situation. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, it's almost nothing. Yeah. It's, not really worth getting into, but I think everyone out there is going to agree that, hey, the world sucks right now. Woo. Yeah, it's not great right now, but hopefully, you know, you can listen to this episode and have a fun time. And who knows, maybe by the time this comes out, it'll all be over. Maybe, hopefully. Fingers crossed. That would be nice. Yeah, I kind of doubt it, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I can kind of hope for, like, not no, like... Uh, let me give some context like back in like 2008 or 2012 like I was in college when all that voting stuff was going on it's just like yeah everything's great I was also in a different country like oh. I didn't have to care about politics and like it was just sort of this banal thing in the background and you could just assume that it was great looking back on it turns out it wasn't great but you know it sure would be nice if we could get back to just being able to ignore politics and what goes on in the world and just like have our own internet space where we aren't going to get spied on by social media and like people aren't going to launch hate campaigns for whatever stupid shit you do and you don't have to worry about cultivating your online presence just in case the normies come around and you know (laughs) yeah it'd it'd be nice if we could go back to that but you know hopefully in the future who knows maybe someday maybe someday soon even yeah Hopefully. And if not, well, I'm just going to be shameless about it. I don't know. Yeah, if you're going to be loud, you got to be proud. Yeah. Although I say that and I probably would just, like, start bending to try to appease to the people that are, have come across it and just be like, no, it's it's all okay. <laughs> I don't know. It, it really depends on the context of whatever hypothetical situation we're talking about. The world is so very many shades of gray. Yeah. Oh, that's what that name of that horny book series was. Okay, I get it. Oh, did you forget about Fifty Shades of Grey? (laughs) I genuinely did. And then I'm like, wait, I've heard that before. Oh, that's right. That thing that moms were real into for a while. Yeah. It's that thing that like I was looking at office clips and there was like one of one of the older ladies there getting into Fifty Shades of Grey at the office. And they'd have to be like, stop, throw water on her. Like, (laughs) oh, yeah, that was a thing. 
Now I just uh, want to like make a parody of that called like Fifty Shades of Pink. You know? Oh shit! <laughs> It'd be like basically exploring the depths of like amazingness that are maws and then throats and then stomachs. I'm sure someone might be into that. I'm sure you're not wrong. It would be me. I would be into that really hard. <laughs> well, I think you've got your next little side project then. Your next, eh. you know, on top of many. It's it's a little hard to explore ma shots in detail in audio form, though. Yeah, I can only do so many squelchy noises before it becomes absurd. Yeah, like it's a lot easier to like have the tongue moving around and like get into ma play because that's a lot of action. But like, oh, you've created the ma. All right. I can just sit there for a while. I don't know. <laughs> the conceptual ma. Yeah. Well. God, there's a lot of good titles right at the end of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, part well, of me wants to ask you if you want to do any shout outs. And it's like, wait, it's your podcast, though. Uh, I don't know. I usually just shout out my, my Twitter in the event that some people haven't seen it, which is, it's a bad place. You shouldn't go there. But if you want to, it's at Hookyloof. And oh yeah, and my Twitter is at uh, Jeshke Squirrel, which is J E S C H K E S Q R L. Yes, that's what it is. And you can go <laughs> there. Be like, wait, is, wait, is that Squirrel? Yes, that's Squirrel. Yeah, <laughs> you got it. You nailed it. You know how to spell Squirrel. Yeah. You can go there to find all of the J Man's various musings. Yeah, or you know, whatever retweets. <laughs> which is probably just going to be like stupid internet stuff and like like left-leaning politics and i don't know that's i i feel like i have a pretty general like furry opinion when it comes to twitter so it's not gonna be anything that you like are unused to if you follow furry twitter artists <laughs> tune in gonna, for the status quo <laughs> yeah it's gonna be like horny stuff like stupid internet stuff and like various hey right wing sucks or hey like man the like current stuff sucks and you know stuff like that i don't think i even do that all that much but like it shows up so yeah. i'm sure people know what to expect at this point but uh, yeah i'm like at one point i went on a small rant on like a live stream i was like all right here's how i think it's gonna go in the next election and it's gonna suck <laughs> uh I, I can't get into that. I'll get absolutely depressed and despondent. Yeah, no. I don't know. You just try to provide for the people around you. Yeah, Who knows? I'm just going to draw more horny Toriel drawings and try to ignore everything. Yeah, that's fine. Right. I mean, I, did, I think I came off as, like, really dismissive there. It's like, no, that's, like, pretty much what I'm going to be doing is just, like, working on horny stuff. And yeah. that's my online presence. Barry, you're heading the sand of libido. Come on, come on down. Yeah, and then like whenever I take my head out, it's usually, you know, not on the Twitter or not in a very strong way. Yeah. Just because, yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right. But, uh, All right. Well, is, is there anything else we should like that I can ramble about for 15 minutes? Uh, I don't know. This is probably going to be the longest, uh, the longest podcast I've done so far. Yeah. 
So there's probably going to be a bit of cutting here and there. Does, does Blue have a like a Ko-Fi or something? I feel like I should toss them some money for this. Uh, I can I can pass you his PayPal if you want to send him a little tip. Yeah, I, I, I know I'm going to be paying him a little bit extra for this episode just because of audio problems that I didn't I didn't actively try to fix right at the start. Well, Pl- it's a little hard to adjust for bad internet or anything, or internet that just gets dropped. Oh my god, it just happened right there. How fantastic. Yeah. At least we're not doing video calls or something. Jesus, that would be terrible. Besides, I'm currently sitting in the dark. Yeah. Alright, speaking of which, it's 1240 and I should really get to work and you should probably get to bed. You're not wrong. So, with that note, this has been Subject High, the only podcast on the internet with the guests who do. Do. And I hope you go to bed soon because it's late. 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 Yeah. Go to bed. Stop staying up so late. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to be up for the next four hours so that I can be there when Animal Crossing turns over. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.